0: between four sisters about food, friends, life, and love. Let's start the show.
1: Hello, everyone. We wish you well. However, we do want to make you aware that the following content you might have has an alarm for a personal attacker device. We in no way wish to be insensitive or to trigger anyone. However, because we care about our listeners, this is a clear and firm warning. And kind. And kind. Okay, thank you.
2: Okay, try and approach me like a predator. Okay. I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking. Ah, I'm
3: approaching you. Right.
1: So, <laughs> 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 Poofit, let's go out. <laughs> Is that your sound? <laughs> it's a rape whistle. <laughs> I think I did you can turn it we get it. It's, it's, a <laughs> I'm a it's a rape whistle. Then you
0: say stop, 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 stop? Okay. This is the famous sound machine. So what is the sound machine?
2: The sound machine is like a small little um device. Yeah, a device that my father gave to me in case of an emergency. Mm. In any instance where I feel like Don't I'm in danger. <laughs> And it it's like a rape whistle basically but it looks no like a whistle.
1: usb stick it's interesting
2: it does yeah. so, so i could carry it okay um and it could be disguised as anything so if a predator does choose to pick me i'm able to and he might pick you up but pick. and when he does <laughs> <laughs> okay okay Good. hi everyone welcome back to
1: our table my name is Tepang. It's actually not funny. It's really serious. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that Refile makes it so okay, funny. You can you be reintroduced yourself. It's been 10 weeks since we recorded. <laughs> Sorry, I'm Tibella. I'm Refile. and am
0: Wow. Jeez. So, back up, back up, back up in the age of social distancing. Yes. I read something in the cut because Andre Leon Talley, the former Vogue editor, um, wrote a book called In the Chiffon Trenches. It's okay, honey. And I just wanted to read you a little bit of the excerpt written by Amelia Petrarca in the, the cut. So, first of all, she goes on to say, titled The Schiff and Trenches, the book by the former Vogue editor and Anna Winter confidant was originally slated to hit stores this month, but the release was pushed until September due to the coronavirus shutdown. After the Daily Mail published incendiary passages about Winter, attributed to Tally last week, though popular, through popular demand, it prompted the book publisher to move the drop up to May 19. So, basically, he says a whole lot of things about how... Um, She made him feel lonely, for example, you know, he was recording um, a podcast for which he was paid something like $500 per episode Mm -hmm. and um, he used to do the red carpet for the Met and then Anna Wintour um, and the Vogue team, I suppose, decided that the best thing for the digital team to do would be to hire a popular YouTuber rather than have Andre Leontali do the interviews. So he, he was pushed out, I suppose, by technology and by the shifting culture and the way we use um, culture so um Which is quite sad. it is quite sad so you know he goes on to say i hope my new memoir will astonish all readers tally wrote in a teasing instagram caption on wednesday i went into the deepest core of my being my memory is intact it is a deeply personal story of my li- of a life well lived within the world of fashion and all its most glamorous and cutthroat moments da 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 so i think more than anything what it made me think about is not so much you know the end of his fashion career but the end of a friendship a friendship yeah and it is quite sad it's sad to look back at at years of of friendship and consider um what they've been through together because he had actually been on um diana freeland's vogue team um so he had a history with vogue long before anna And like we were talking about in the car, um, he was one of the, the first um, Vogue editors, American Vogue editors, to do things with Karl Lagerfeld. He worked with Naomi Campbell. He had a career all of his own.
3: But he also mentioned in, the, in one of the articles I read about the book that, um, that he's better educated than, than Anna anyone, yeah. which I thought was an interesting jab. Because that's what it was. Um, and then also... Because he was in the middle of doing his master's or something when he decided to move to New York. Right. And and, and then he's also speaking about how he would welcome a phone call from her. And the other thing I found interesting was that she had actually read the the book before mm-hmm. and um, and had decided which parts of the book should be... or parts of the story should be excluded from publishing. So I think it's also interesting when a friend can take criticism. Of that sort, like, who? not and <laughs> It is true. It
0: is true, and I also think um, it's interesting that the media has chosen to single out that story in the book, considering the fact that they were he speaks about several other friendships that were severed over the years, and so that made me think, you know, what in particular about that friendship cuts him so deeply that you know even now, long after the book's been written he continues to still have things to say about how hurt he was. Like I
3: guess they had a very long... They had a long history. And he was... But I think that friendships are easier to end when you've gotten over it. The emotional connection is finished with you. I've walked away from many friendships, but that's always when I'm ready for it.
1: I don't think I've ever... Um, I think I've just passively let go of friendships in terms of... You know when things just die out? Yeah. Like... Even if I have a massive fight, I'm one person who's able to not just forgive that person, but I won't be mean to you in public. And especially if you have hurt me deeply, I just can't hold on to that kind of weight. Because it's not my fault that you made me feel that way. Like, it's your, it's your fault. So I just don't think it's on me to feel bad. You know what I mean? So I won't be horrible to you. I'll just be very, like, kind and whatnot and then it made me think about the longest friendship in my life which is with my best friend Courtney. I do love my other friends so I don't want anyone that listens to this to think I don't love them the same way. But I've honestly been friends with her since the day she was born. And it was sort of, you know, I think a prearranged marriage, like a prearranged friendship. And one day we actually sat down and said how magnificent it is that we have carried on with this friendship in A sisterly way as well. Mm. Because she gets along with everyone in my life. She's one of those friends that will let me know when someone is not good for me. Mm. She'll let me know when I'm in the wrong. Mm. She'll definitely let me know... um, Also, how I can do better as a friend and a person. I just
0: like the fact that you never... like What what I'm picking up is that you never outgrew each other. That's what you're you're saying.
1: Definitely. I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud of the fact that... um, I can see consistency in someone
0: and that i also can reciprocate that because i think one conversation that's happening in culture right now about a friendship where you know it might have started as you know just two people in separate phases of their lives um and now it's become quite sad as, as Issa and molly in, in the current oh, season of insecure yeah
1: yeah we would a lot
0: of so let's break it down so this yeah. new season it starts with Issa lying in her bed in her inglewood apartment and the camera pans into, like, a close-up. And the only thing she says is, I don't F with Molly anymore. And then over the next five episodes, you start to understand why. Um, it starts, you know, um, in petty ways. Like, Isa has a, a pre-event for the larger – sorry, many spoilers. So she's having a larger event. So she has a pre-event at her block apartment. Molly arrives late. If you keep telling people your best friends – I understand that, you know, people are busy – but why is everyone else there? Like, her brother was the DJ. Her friend Kelly helped set up. But her supposed best friend arrived late. And uh, the only reason she came is because, um, so Molly is dating a record company exec. Yes. And Andrew obviously brought the clout. Like, because everyone Issa had there, she had, like, the head of Apple, the head of, oh, you know, all these amazing Fortune 500 companies. Uh-huh. So, you know, it just made sense for, for, for Molly to be there with her plus one. Yeah. But I kind of felt like, it, I felt away. Because I recently had an event. I don't mean to drag anyone. But, you know, I sent an invitation out. Everybody arrived on time. I know I'm not the most punctual person. But I did actually feel a bit hurt when people arrived extra late. Because I was like, we have to order food. I would prefer it if the food comes out at the same time. So if Molly had understood the amount of work Issa had been putting in... The very least she could have done was to be either on time or to be there early to help her set up. Am I wrong? To be be very
1: honest, I think it's very interesting that you saw the downfall of their friendship there because I saw the downfall of their friendship in the last season already. Because if... So a lot of people might not watch... The last episode. No, no, the last episode of the last season. Mm. A lot of people
3: might not watch Yes, that's what I wanted to
1: say. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, a lot of people uh, might not watch Insecure, but the gist of it is that isa is obviously you know this struggling 20 something but also thriving in the same kind of way and she has this really brilliant take on making um things relatable yeah to everybody sure. she's the, she's the
0: awkward black girl so she had she a youtube is. channel and that's where her, her television show came from it came out of that
1: yes so out of the, her being
0: awkward out of and her black being black and, and rooting for everybody black
1: and, yes so the thing with with isa that we all identified with was a sense of crisis in your life. Perpetual crisis. Perpetual crisis, where things are supposed to make sense, but don't. <laughs> and then sometimes you have, Ain't that
0: me? Yeah. Is that what
3: makes sense to you? But anyway, that that's is, not... What that's but that's the whole... Off the
1: track no, no, no. I'm trying sense. to just
0: go into the, to the whole... Backstory of yeah. how her and Molly actually At least are
1: friends. Are friends. So it then seemed to me that in the past seasons, and we didn't actually pay attention to it, how Molly was friends with Issa... Because she felt better about herself Absolutely. by being friends with someone who's not
0: successful. Because Molly's a big shot lawyer. She has a huge yeah. office. I mean, she wears the most gorgeous clothes. Exactly. And mm. she didn't have those banging emotional beads, attachments to Her wigs to are guys. amazing. They have several colors. She can afford <laughs> a journal wig.
1: So then they I think their friendship honestly just came apart when firstly Issa tells Molly where she's wrong. We know when they went on that hike. Yes, for sure. And then she says, well, you're in the wrong
0: in your relationship. Because russian
1: uh, russian yes yeah. and that's when i saw like molly doesn't know how to take
0: criticism for they have sure. something called south k sunday so the other reason their friendship is so amazing and hashtag bestie goals is every sunday they do something as two girls they do and they mm-hmm. they've always set aside time now as molly's obviously become more busy at work south k sunday has fallen off but what she didn't realize is that isa was also busy because she was so distracted and self-centered that she didn't go hey friend why, can't, why are you so happy to let our thing go? The other thing that happened simultaneously is Issa had a new friend. So Condola helped Issa organize the event. That is weird. I mean, it's got its own dynamics. But yeah. I think, for example, one thing that made me think that um, Molly could see the, the decline in, in their closeness, they had a date. So Issa and Molly were supposed to have a date. But um, Issa was wrapping up a meeting with Condola. So Issa said to Condola, oh, why don't you just stay and have dinner with the three of us? And I can understand as a friend, if we've missed one Sunday, two Sunday, three Sundays. Now, who is this new girl that is on our time? And, and you and, know her
1: as your ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend. It, it, I'd also side-eye you. And I can like, understand oh, how right. Molly also felt, you know, yeah. especially
0: if she's had um, Issa to be there for her, to be that crutch. And now you're like, where's the girl that was always there for me? So instead of her putting in work as a friend, as a friend should, she was like, um, I'm feeling a bit abandoned. And the other thing that I found really interesting is with Molly being busy, like she had a she has so she has a new boyfriend. They call him hashtag Asian Bay. <laughs>
1: hot. I mean, he's like so he's <laughs> hot. If you didn't watch episode seven, okay,
0: go on. Yeah, so Andrew is in in, in the show, yeah. and so Andrew um he, their first the, few uh, dates not he's a serious. He's also gold
1: in real life, just to let you know. Okay, I'm
0: gonna have to Google
1: my, I have a my real man crush on him. So, so
0: the first few episodes, they're just going on one or two dates, not that serious. Eventually, Molly is like, um, I like you a lot. What is this? But then she starts missing dates because her job is so busy. You know, she's up doing cases and she's busy late at night. And Which she, all of us are. Absolutely. But then Andrew rightly points out to her that as busy as you were, why couldn't you see that Issa also got busy? Exactly.
1: I just want to ask everybody one question, though, that really came out throughout this whole thing for me. At a lot of points, I just saw Molly and Issa being really passive with one another. Yes. Very and passive, I just. It was like. When are you, when is it time to call someone out and be like, not necessarily in an aggressive way, but just to sit someone down as a friend and be like, can we talk about what's happening here? Either to fix yeah, it or to close the I door. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Because in Molly and Issa's situation. Have you
3: ever, have you ever, um, actually ended a friendship? Um, I think I, th- I
2: pick friends of good character. Okay, well. Um, their actions later in life might differ from what I believe in or just not agree with my path. But overall, I think they're very good people. So it's easier to have a conversation with someone who you feel like is of good character because they're not going to be spiteful about it they're going to understand you when you talk to them i remember when we um in the kitchen one day and my best friend of 15 years had told my mom that she chose me to be a friend because i had the qualities of the fruits of the spirit right
1: Um, and I think that's very wholesome. It is is lovely. That's She did. (laughs) She
2: said like you have the fruits of the spirit and that's why we are friends. You're a wholesome man. And I think when you have friends of that character, it's so much easier to do things like end a friendship. So I did end Don't you think it'll be harder to end that friendship though? Because you put in the work. I think one of the best friendships I had I had to end. But it was for the greater good because you can't. Yeah, yo, you can't so make someone to... self-aware. Mm-hmm. You can't force them to introspect and figure out why they're becoming toxic to you. For Molly. So either way, <laughs> there's a time and a place where you say, you know what, friend, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna distance myself because this isn't working out. But you know, I'm always here. Do you ever need to reach out? And I feel like with majority of my friendships that has happened, it's never been a big like fallout where i'm like i hate you you're such a bad person you've ruined my life what did um what is her name on the hills you know what
0: you did
2: oh, no. Contra- Contra-
1: Contra- <laughs> i was even there for that and i wasn't even like of. NXT. heidi you know
0: it so yes you haven't had to do that with
2: no i haven't because my friends are of good character mm. so it's it's easier to sit down with a person who is mild and calm, and say so to them. And has the freedom of the service. Exactly, and say so to them, that this <laughs> isn't working out, uh, but you know, I do have my numbers, I have yours, check you later. Them, uh, check
3: start your with life? plus two seven, you might These are my digits, <laughs> if you can't reach me, here's my and email. And have you ever re- repaired a friendship, after, yes. after attended?
2: I'm currently in the process, of repairing one of my friendships, and it's, it's difficult, because you have to, have the conversation, where you're like, but do you understand?
3: Sure, your guys' friendships you are so serious.
2: Because
1: oh, no. you just you just cut it. You just
3: like
2: cut
3: it. No,
2: you have like a convers you have like a conversation with yourself. With son. myself. Exactly. That's,
0: okay.
1: That's what I'm trying
2: to and say. say. And I, but I, <laughs> I can't. It's like,
3: do that. It's not. I sit on it for a long time. In the stage Yeah. List. <laughs> yeah. I, I, sit, you know, it's the the good 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 um and you the, the good angel and the itself. bad devil, and then I talk yeah. about it, and then I realize but it's actually was talking about devil. it so much, I just have not enough energy to actually sit the person down and because you really
1: told the story over and over too many yeah. times
0: to yourself,
2: so, so, do, so you ghost
3: like, your friends. <laughs> <laughs> I love the story. Yeah.
2: Well, for me,
0: I feel I feel um, that when friendships end, it sometimes can hurt more than um, a breakup. So yeah. I I do try and invest. Time into figuring out like. But it isn't is it's that, a breakup.
3: True? that very it's true? That it's like friendships.
0: Oh, oh. They hurt me. Maybe because me. like I could relate to that of of. Um, I haven't had a successful um, relationship in a long time. But but I've had many very good friendships. So I can relate to that knowing that I can pick up the phone and call you. Knowing that Friday evening we have a date. Knowing that if I need a plus one, I've got you. All the things that other people get from their romantic relationships. I feel very fulfilled by my friendships. So when it doesn't work out with a friend, I I feel it.
1: Okay, I just want to say something quickly to what Mm. she said. I definitely agree with the whole point of... um, Putting a lot of effort with friendships, but to me, isn't a like a romantic relationship. Just like also one of your friendships, I it. do sort of treat it like a friendship because I would like to be friends with that person. In terms of just then, I know if they really belong in my life. But it takes, if it takes, it's takes... for me, it's a they're then different.
0: Then like we had read something that something like Plutonus is a word, the root word of platonic friendship is Platonus. So some of these um, friendships. That yeah. develop, you have all your 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 joy from. You know, you can sit and watch agree. movies. And if in a, in a romantic relationship, you know, some of these guys, they don't come to the party in the same way. So, you know, for me. See, <laughs> so that see
1: that's is. what I'm saying, like, for for me. But I have had
0: a relationship that did feel like a friendship breakup because it also was realizing that, oh, now I've got to do my Friday nights by myself. Now I've got or to figure out Friday how nights. do I... You know, but I mean, you know what I'm saying. My, like, it's things like that where you actually feel a loss. You feel my, that loss.
1: One of my guy friends just went through a breakup. So mm. he just went through a breakup and he told me that... Um, the worst part of it was having scheduled things in the day. Like, you know when you usually text your friends? Yes. And you're about to text that person like, guess what I just saw? Yes. And then that's no longer there. So I was just thinking that must be the hardest part of a friendship because um a friendship breakup. Because um I think even though it's easy to text about it and speak about it now, that's a really like it's a really big emotional roller coaster and it's something really So have you ever had a,
0: a heavy friendship breakup, Petty?
1: Um no, I've never... Nothing's really, like, hurt me. Mm. I think if I can feel it gradually just depleting, then I, I'm okay. Okay. But I think now, like, with the almost relationship that I'm in, like, I think because we are such good friends... Okay. I
0: <laughs> would <laughs> it's whatever. But I mean, like, because
1: we're such good friends, it mm. would hurt my feelings because... Not the relationship part ending, but, like, if we completely stop
0: talking because we're such good friends. That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. yeah. And you, Tabi? What, what about
3: Tabi?
0: Like, if you had a... Have you had a friendship breakup that really hurt you? I, I've
3: had a few... I've had a few... I've, I've, I've had a few friendships that have ended over over time. I think that... For me I've lost some friends to marriage, you know, when Yes. Shame. A phase of life thing. Yeah, it's true though. That's yeah, true. I'm just
1: saying it's sad. Yeah. And
3: then also I've gotten really busy, moved on and done other things and you hate to be reminded of um who you used to be as well. And so then, then it's been important to lose friends. Um wh- so and in, then also yeah, I found true. with colleague friendships. Because I found over the years that when you're When you're in a job and you're hanging out with people all the time and you get along really well, you then move on to somewhere else. And um, that's when I realized our friendship was actually something of convenience. So I know we keep talking about losing
0: friendship. Is there any friendship that you feel richer for having?
3: Yeah, all the rest of them that stay. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) our friendship with you guys. (laughs) 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 Oh. Is that (laughs) it?
0: That's very cute. Well, I had a friend, and I think that this is the one that sucker punched me. I had a friend who, you know, we did everything together. It was like um, we used to... She was my boss. She was my friend. She was... Um, everything to me. We even used to take baths together. Uh, <laughs> we went <had some> on holiday. <laughs> but I mean, you know
3: what Did I mean. Anyone you accuse on... you two of being a couple, like what's going on here? Real housewives, no.
0: No, it's just that we would go on holiday and I would do a bubble bath. Um, you know, obviously with our swimming costumes on. But it was like you know, then she would wow, come and I would have. you don't know. No, I'm just saying. You know, it. I it was. It was one of those friendships where even if we hadn't had our costumes on, I don't think we would have noticed because we became like sisters. The one time when she would, when she went away for the weekend. Her cat even scratched on my door because her cat thought that maybe she's home. And then her cat ended up coming inside. You know, you know, we were not um, animal people, but I ended up becoming so close to her cat. Her cat had a milk bowl in the flat.
1: I'm an animal person. I was just forced into this. Night. Okay, let's not offend.
0: But anyway, so my point is, we were so extremely close, and I think that one day I realized um, that our friendship was quite skewed in the same way that Molly's and Issa's was. Our friendship was extremely skewed because what ended up inevitably happening was um, I think I started to do all right and not always off of her. And, you know, distance sort of grew, she moved away. Like Tabi's saying, you know, these things just happen, but with your best, best, best friend, you you feel that loss. And then one day, it had been months since I'd seen her and she'd gone through a breakup with somebody. And then one day I went to her house and she said something so incredibly racist. And I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back. It ended up being um, a difficult breakup because we then had dinner, we tried to speak about it. Uh, obviously I couldn't, I couldn't forgive racism.
3: But it's amazing that you brought it up to her because I think that's, that's often the point of which lately I do walk away from friendships. I realize what's going on and I just don't have the energy to, to have the discussion. To point out a person's racism to you. And also,
0: you know, you don't really want to be a social justice warrior. And that's also what I said to her. I said, you know, you would, would you rather have your friend out of a loving place say to you, listen, that's not a, a very um, kind way to look at the world. Or maybe, you know, I know we were all raised differently. And, you know, for, I, I met you at the, at the age of 21. Maybe your worldview had never included people who look like me, speak like me. So maybe this is the first time you've encountered someone saying, hey, that particular thought... It's, it's unkind yeah, it and it's yeah, incorrect. Okay. And then you would think that someone would take two, three weeks, think about it, and they don't. And so um, I just wanted to read you guys a little bit of something that Robin Given had contributed with regards right. to this, yes, with regards to this André Leon Talley conversation. So she obviously wrote a review on the the chiffon trenches um, yeah. in the Washington Post. I read it. She's amazing. She she, I thought
3: that she was also... Um, there's a lot to reflect on in, in how he used his privilege. She obviously does talk about how great he was to her when she was at. Well, she yes, was at before she. And she won the Pulitzer. She's, one of, she's the only fashion writer who's won a Pulitzer Prize. I thought it was beautifully written. I think there's something for him to reflect on because. um, And, and that's just friendship to the rest of the world. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And even, as you're saying, she even says, um, by simply being present, Tali has done his share to make fashion better. And I think that she is speaking about, she does say that she had a brief tenure at Vogue, and she is speaking about, you know, him being black in that space. It opened a lot of doors for a lot of other people. So it's not to say, you know, that um, André Léon Tally only um ripped through the world with unkindness and, and badness. But I think in this particular instance, she she says something that really hit... Hit the mark for me so she writes the chiffon trenches uses a battle reference to suggest that fashion is an exhausting fight it's cultural and social warfare and few people emerge from it unscathed but it also calls to mind the old notion of who you'd want to have on your side when things become particularly treacherous tally admires naomi campbell and designer tom ford for their loyalty to him as evidence of that he recounts a trip to africa that campbell arranged for him and the many extravagant robes ford Had created for him so i think that that's part of what you were alluding to earlier that it doesn't have to be um that every instance of friendship has to be one that's particularly difficult like Petsy, you were saying you know you've had this lifelong friendship that it has only brought you joy and growth yeah yeah a strong yeah all righty
3: fifth is
0: anything else you want to say no thank you
3: okay well then good.
2: Thank you for your friendship,
3: guys, and good night. Yeah, thank you.